Cheers. If you don't know what Weiss is, where have you been? I'm not done with Rosé. Okay, it's been a rough week with, like, how I feel about things. Do we talk about the election now? Or I have a Dr. Dre thing. I'm not taking sides. They're both idiots. You park in my driveway, you might as well have killed my dog. I don't know what that means, but you're going to get it. You got it the wrong way around, honey. You're, you're the, the problem. problem. I'm a detective. I can't trust any of these bitches anymore. Mm-mm. No, it's my butt. It's Sushi. Me. She's like a cockroach. She is, but she's only a cockroach in the butt. I got some gazungas. Cheers. Cheers. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, okay, no, continue. I'm not making this up. Uh, I don't think we can. I don't think we should. Piece of garbage. You're the problem. Uh, Do not sound bite that. I'm married to a Jewish man. This is Wigs and Wax. Oh, God, me. it's Starbucks. Christmas comes through here. Ugh. Who cares? Like, who cares about Starbucks? Honestly, people, like, lose their fucking minds about it. People that lose their minds about pumpkin spice lattes. Basic bitches. Hi, guys. Oh, are we on? <laughs> I'm, Hi. I'm going to always try to, like, catch you off guard. You didn't catch me. I caught y'all. If y'all caught me, I was said something about it. Something. You said, you said, you said, girl, you said, oh, are we on? Okay, I said that. Okay. But I didn't say anything else. Right, right. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. So we are one week out since the election. And we're still here. We're still alive. Ish. Just a little dead inside. <sighs> I was already a little dead inside. That's true. We're just deader inside. Yeah. I know that's not really a word. More dead. More dead. That's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Deader's like, not. More ki- dead is. We're kind of zombies. Um, it's me, Paul. It's me, Lindsay. And we're excited to be back for another episode of Wigs and Weiss. We hope you're excited too. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be here if you weren't. Uh, Nadoi. Nadoi McFloy. And it's a book club week. Yeah. And we're really, really excited to um, to discuss the film, which we hope you watched, which we'll get to in a moment. Holy hell. Holy hell is, is right. what it's called. <laughs> and and it holy is, hell is what I thought. It is aptly mm-hmm. titled. Yeah, we will. I'm excited. I have a good page and a half worth of things to discuss. So much to unpack with that. But let's pop our corks. Let's pop our corks. We're still really excited about our sound effects. We're not yeah, gonna lie. you guys should be too. I hope you are. Um, you start first because right. mine is like Fluffy McFlufferson. Well, I will. I actually have two things to pop about. Um, one a little lighter than the other. One, I'm as you've recognized before when it comes to reality television, I am part of the problem, and I like to recognize you when know I what? am. At least you're a good part of the problem. Eh, that's that's kind, but not necessarily <laughs> accurate. Vanderpump Rules uh, has been on now. For a couple of weeks, and this is really, truly a television show that um, it, it makes the housewives look tame. Listen, girl, I would consider... No, 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 no sorry, my computer is talking. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would consider watching Real Housewives. You would not consider Vanderpump? No, girl. And tell me why. Isn't it just like flaky, flighty... LA people that are just hating everything? They hate each other. Okay, so I was I was accurate. But no, they don't like they're not like cynical like I mean when you said hating everything I thought of like a hipster. They're not. They're like a lot more entertaining. They just every single one of them has fucked something in the other person that's on the cast and they fight all the time and they scream at each other. 
my husband Nick brought up a very good point that one of our book clubs one week will be one of the terrible reality shows that I watch. Nick has texted me this, and I have agreed with it. Yeah, I have not said no, and I have to I have to carefully decide which one it is because yeah, I know I only get one shot one. at it. I think it might be the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills premiere, which is coming up shortly. Although that's one in the franchise that has not held its luster of late. It's well, no New would, York. It's why no would you, OC. Why would you ruin your Actually, one it might shot. be, you know what it might be? It might be the Real Housewives of OC Part 3 of the reunion. Is that the one that has the lady that looks like a who on it? <laughs> That's Vicky, yeah. Vicky, yeah. She looks like a who from Whoville. <laughs> she, you know she does. That's a great assessment. Anyway, Vanderpump <laughs> Rules is back. They're all terrible people. And in, a, in upcoming episodes, I will dive more into... Um, their own terrible moments at times and reality check. But for the time being, if you're a fan, just know we'll be revisiting those terrible people soon. Okay. So that, well, that was your popping? Well, that, I, have, I have another thing to pop, but you pop okay. yours. So my, my light pop, I'll have a, not heavy, it's still an uplifting pop, but it's I'll do it. a jiffy pop. Ooh. Look at you. It's a pop secret. <laughs> we should have Jiffy Pops and Pop Secrets. Pop secrets. <laughs> what other kind of popcorns are there? Um, I can't believe it's not popped. That's why I beat that up. It was bad. Your, your wig is... Delete, delete, delete. Um, we are going to start a Kickstarter for Lindsay's next wig because <laughs> at this point... Is she looking mangled? Oh. I'm, I'm like Wendy Williams, like garage sale wig Ooh, is what I am. Wendy, shots fired. If you're listening, I say Wendy, garage sale. Don't come for Wendy because she'll no, she'll come back. She'll come back. She and China really got into it. Black China uh, doesn't matter. Not China the country. <laughs> Wendy and China the country are fine. They're fine. That's where she gets her wigs <laughs> for now. So um, I want to talk about Mariah Carey mm-hmm. and her new reality show. Uh, I don't know when it comes out. I tried to find it just now. And that's I, think like, it's this month I think it's this or month. Maybe December. It's soon. It's definitely 2016. So Mariah Carey has a reality show coming out, and everybody knows that she and her now ex-fiance broke up, all that shit. He was supposed to be a part of it, whatever. Two things. I am intrigued. I will probably watch the pilot. Maybe maybe I'll get hooked. Maybe I'll be like my little guilty pleasure that I watch on planes or whatever. But Mariah Carey is a fucking gazillionaire. From what I know about her, maybe she's blown all of her money on corsets. I don't know. But why is girl doing a reality show? First of all, reality shows at this point, if you're not a Kardashian, they're passe. Mm-hmm. You have to agree with that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mariah Carey, while she's had a fall from grace consistently for 10 years, she's not so far down to be like tequila level. But I think they probably threw a ton of money at her. Yeah. And girl... For some reason, I don't think she needs money. I think she craves and covets money. I don't even think it's money necessarily. I think she craves and covets attention. I think so. I definitely think so. I mean, obviously, you don't do a reality show if you don't want attention. Mm -hmm. But I really do think you can't discount this woman does God of War commercials. That's true. Like, she loves money. She really, really loves having money. And... It's clear at this point, like, I think All I Want for Christmas is You is, like, the number one single of all time or something absurd like that. Like, she has made more money. And she wrote that. Yeah. No, she didn't. Look that up. But the point is, she, first of all, has made a ton of money. And she makes it 
every year because of that single. Like come July, people are downloading All I Want for Christmas is You and playing it ad nauseum. That's a little bit of an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. She did. She co-wrote it. Girl, but like, because I don't really, and I also think she's kind of Teflon when it comes to criticism now. Oh, for sure. You oh, can, I don't know her. Well, like, and and nobody really, like you could, we can talk all night about her. Like Mariah does not, she's one of those few people that like, she doesn't hear it. There is no, like, or she Wendy hears Williams. it and she's just like, oh, they're yeah, talking I don't about know me. Her. Yeah, that's cute, Lambs. Yeah, she's kind of an inspiration in that sense. Yeah, she. Okay, Mariah gives zero fucks while also giving a ton of fucks about her corsets. Uh, <laughs> well, the appearance-wise, she wants to look. She like, wants to look good. She, she wants hasn't to look in a long like time, Mariah but she wants Carey, to look good. Nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah. Like, no shade for fuller figure. She's not even full-figured, but she tries to dress like she... She's not not full-figured. <laughs> I hate to, like, talk about women's bodies. I do, too. <laughs> not as much as you. But it's hard to not be like, honey child, you are a beautiful woman. And if that's what makes you feel sexy, wear it. And I think that's that's what it is. She's not... I'm, I, I was being... A little callous before she's not she's not full figure she's not a bit but she dresses in a way that makes her, makes look, her look bigger, bigger than she yeah. is and it's unnecessary because she she's is like a jenny jones makeover and she's done the face stuff it's been yeah enough because we just watched um a snl clip when she did vision of love Ugh. she did snl in like probably 89 or something I like that and she did vision of love and it was love. actually a little sad because it was a reminder of not only how kind of normal girl she looked, but her voice when she uh, on SNL oh. hit that last note with, as though it was just like nothing, like nothing to her. Yeah. Didn't matter, and there it's was like such courage. And now that courage has kind of translated into this kind of blind, um, almost desperation. It's not. But that's. The, I don't even think it's desperation because it's like she it, at the same. I can't get over that. I don't think she craves attention in a way that she like needs it. She just craves it because it's like become what she is. Right. She's like, you guys remember how great I am? Yeah. Here it is. I step outside and you're going to look at me and I'm going to be flippant about every single person that says everything. And then I'm going to go back to sleep. Which is actually kind of perfect for the Holy Hell character that we we're about to talk about. And one other person before that. My hmm. other popped cork, Miss Lindsay Lohan. Oh, that is very true. Guys, we need to talk about Lindsay Lohan. Can we talk about Lindsay Lohan? Because I have at some point in my life, not some point, a point in my life, <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming, <laughs> uh, been a Lindsay Lohan stand. Oh, for sure. Mean Girls? I saw every single one of her movies Herbie in the theater loaded. until Herbie Fully Loaded. Actually, I saw Herbie Fully Loaded. It was one of Nick and Mai's first dates. He <gasps> oh, took me because so he worked sweet. on Fully Loaded. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And I always used to throw in his face that she was nice to him on the set because like it was all those rumors at the time that she was a monster. And he told me once that she was nice to him. And I was like, but she was nice to you. And he got so mad. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I ever tell you that? <laughs> but okay, so after, for, I mean, I saw Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen in the theater. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's awful. Yeah, it must be. But Mean Girls and, and actually Herbie was actually, was really cute. It was fine, yeah. Parent Trap for Parent God's Trap sakes. was great. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, for, I also it. liked. So I did have a moment where I loved Miss Lindsay. She's lost her damn mind. Oh, she's... She's lost her mind and then thrown it in the gutter, taken a shit out of it, shit on it, not out of it, lit it on fire, and then fed it to a homeless person. 
and and took it took a picture on Instagram while feeding that homeless person and grammed it and said, look how great I am for feeding a homeless person. My brain coated in shit. All that had happened. <laughs> but also what happened was that um, she recently has been tweeting things that she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And she's going to say, don't tell me what not to say. But she's saying some things that she should not say. Like things like just breathe America six hours after the election. Go with an fuck yourself, Lindsay Instagram Lohan. of her face. <laughs> <laughs> she has also said things like hashtag now what? Hashtag Russia. Also with her face. Wait, is she is she trying to like bait Russia? If she is Job well done. Isn't her ex-fiance Russian? He was Eastern European of some denomination, She has also said her dream role continues to be Ariel in the live-action Little Mermaid. That's not going to happen, girl. Should have tried not (laughs) doing all the things you did to your face and life before you wanted to be Ariel. The fillers and the drugs, girl. That's a career stopper. Um, And then during the election, this is also like... She also has a fake accent. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Um, and she, like, during the election, the end of the election, when everyone else is just losing their minds, just wrote, heart for Hillary or retweet for Trump. For Trump. For Trump. We, we can call him Trump. We tweet for Trump. Not now. No. Just not now. No. That might be a new thing to start hashtagging. You, not now. What is, like, is not she suddenly ever. a pollster that's trying to, like, gauge her fans <laughs> who is voting for who? Whom? I've never known to use what. When who or whom, who or whom? So that yeah. So just you're the problem, Lindsay. You are the problem. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I've decided that I'm gonna keep my last pop the cork for flipping my wig because it's a very positive thing. Oh, I like it. Positivity is great. Yeah, we gotta keep that positivity up. Is it time to open the library and go to the book club? <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have sound effects. <laughs> Welcome to Holy Hell. Holy Hell. Holy Hell is right. What a movie. So um, I will admit that when I settled in to watch Holy Hell, it was the night of um, the election results. And I I am Jew, or tweet, texted you. <laughs> I am Jew. I, I am Jew. <laughs> well, I, I think of I am now because I now Do it on I'm the doing, computer. Going, Same. That's a new thing for me. It's like a chat. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping you hadn't watched it yet because I had been like in I've been in and out of good bad mood all day and I was like ugh this one feels like it's gonna be sour and I was like we should watch because there's some other things we have on our list that we're mm-hmm. not gonna say but we're probably gonna watch as well and there were some that felt like they might be a little bit more lighthearted right. and I uh, texted you and you were like just watched it and I was like oh great and then you wrote back holy hell and I was like oh god I don't want to be depressed tonight. And I'm thrilled to say that movie is not depressing. It's just, <laughs> it's just when I was saying holy hell, it was like holy hell. And I read it as holy, holy hell. hell. But no. That's like, the problem with the the I am chat yeah, text. There's no context there's no for context. the text. There's just no context I, for the I'm text. I'm telling you, Diane, I'm reading these texts and I, I'm Marjorie. I got no context. Marjorie said, are you going to be here soon? And I read it as, are you going to be here soon? And right? she meant, you are know you going to be here soon? 
You know what? Marjorie texted me the other day. Oh, because she was mad at me for what I texted. Well, she said, do you still have my shirt? Oh. And I read it as, do you still have my shirt? Yeah, but all she meant was, hey, do yeah. you have my shirt? You got my shirt? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. It's that Marjorie. She got, but sometimes she's lying. She can be a little She'll tell tippy. you later. She said it one way, but she meant it she the meant other it way the, the other whole way. time. That's why we can't trust her. Holy hell. Oh, holy hell. <laughs> okay, so if you watch this documentary, Holy Hell, then you Buddha know. Field. Buddha Field. I am Buddha Field, no matter what they say. <laughs> Colts can't take me down. Oh, God. Girl, thank you. I'm going to listen to that and be like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> holy Hell. Tell me things. Uh, so I don't know where to start unpacking this. Now it is hard. I'm going to say when I was first watching it, the first, I don't know, 20 minutes when they're all like becoming a part of this group in Los Angeles. First of all, I was like, well, Katie would love this place. My old roommate, Katie, all she wants to do is live on a compound. That's all she wants. Everybody doing chores together and making meals together and hugging each other. That is her dream. Well, I actually will go one further. And I thought... Lindsay and I would love this. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there was a certain, especially watching the day after the election, where I was like, well, there's this way, or wow, they all seem to be having a great time. They're, the only problem I have with it is that they're all like, you want to hug me, Polly? You can hug me as much as you want. I'm going to hug you back. Oh, thank you. If you are one friend feeling removed from that, mm. I'm going to be like, you're getting a little bit too close. Like, I am very specific with the type of people that can, like, caress my face sure. and, like, be cuddly with me. Yep. Takes me a minute. Yep. I can be a little cold. But, uh, so in that way, I was like, oh, this looks like the worst. And let's be real. Were I to hug you three times in under an hour, you'd be like, you need to leave. <laughs> I'd be like, are you dying? <laughs> I know. It's only like, <laughs> is there a diagnosis right. I should know about? Um, no, I did have that same thought. Like, there's stuff about this that's great. Right. But then I will also, and I'm going to save these for as we speak, but there were three lessons I learned during this documentary that if this happens to you in your life, you're Run. in a cult. No, not you're in a cult. <laughs> And I'll pepper them through because there's you th- it hit me might three. Be in a cult. It hit me three times. I was like, "Oh, that's a there's a universal truth right now. If this happens, you're in a cult. You're in a cult. Stay tuned for those. Okay. Um, also, my biggest lesson above anything else in this is that fashion in the late '80s, my God, was not great. No. Whoa. Although I did like his sunglasses. <laughs> Who's Michelle? You did. The ones in the beginning, the Ray-Bans, the big oh, ones the that are shiny. the Ray-Bans, okay. Yes, yeah, I yeah. was living for those. Yeah. And I loved the body positivity until I learned that he was, like, really pressuring people to stay thin. And raping them. Uh, spoiler alert. I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I you mean, were, we're going there. <laughs> we're expecting that everybody's watched it, so there are no spoilers. Yeah. If you're watching while you listen, sorry, spoiler alert. He's raping them. We'll come back to that, Just though. the dudes. Let's just table that for a moment. Um... So let's see. Can we talk about the guy with the fruit salads? Wait, <laughs> before we get to the fruit <laughs> salads. Yes. Um, I, uh, I They broke down, I think, very succinctly. I will say um, I didn't think this was the best documentary I've seen in a long time. I think that there was probably something lacking in the... Um, the directorial focus. I think he had a lot of raw footage to his credit. Yes. I don't, I don't think 
that's all he needed to use. I think what's remarkable... It remar- could have been 20 minutes shorter, A. Yeah. And what's remarkable now about um, how I think documentary filmmakers are working is that they're they're finding like new ways to tell the story there's like we we just audrey and daisy animation to to bring those interviews to life was so ingenious montage of heck also utilizing animation recreations and things like stories we tell Mm -hmm. like i nothing that could have done so much here to service sort of just as a viewer like keeping me intrigued and involved because if i see you running around a fucking uh petting zoo for 20 more minutes or running around a beach and seeing a thong up close i'm gonna blow my brains out like you have to cut something i'm gonna go kill a peacock (laughs) i don't know where to find a peacock but i'm gonna find it i'm gonna kill it it's not the peacock's fault it's not it's not the peacock's fault though (laughs) um but anyway uh, the point of that is to say that uh the one thing he did i think as i just shaded him the one thing i think he did do a very good job at is at the very front of the documentary um setting up the reasons why so many of these people absolutely fell into the cult and i think what was intriguing was like there was a fire and brimstone church that someone was born into or catholicism or looking for stability against some abusive parenting there were people that are intrigued by science and arts and enlightenment. And just like a, a higher knowledge of why we're here, which yeah. I can relate to. And, like, And fighting that feeling of being empty. That seemed right. to come up a lot. It's like feeling empty. And um, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's no wonder why cults work is that these are the, everything I just described describes 95%. Some 95% of my closest friends could say that's that they, that they lived through something like that. Right. It's whether or not you are able to get past that in your day-to-day or if you're looking for a solve and this is an easy solve right i mean it i know we're joking a little bit that you and i would join a cult (laughs) but there is something really like if you especially at a time when cult awareness isn't where it is today were we to be presented with a group of people that take care of each other and especially um, in a city like la or really anyway anywhere like if you're feeling alone and you feel like you don't have a support system even though like even though they came from Catholicism, the the director and his two sisters, they seem to have a relatively like good upbringing. Like th- their mom seemed really okay. Hey, you think so? I think that uh, it's telling when you get one kid into a cult. It's telling when you get two. It's really telling when yeah, all three. And granted, right. they all kind of helped each other into it. But in her interviews, I wasn't like, oh, this is Marion Ross and Happy Days by any means. Like she seemed right. like she had a little edge to her. But at the same time, it's I'm not blaming, but I don't think no, that no. she necessarily was the like perfect. She probably touts herself as kids, a perfect mom. Come on, you know. Oh, they're crazy. Um I don't remember. Oh, wait, there was one more thing though that was funny. Is uh in amongst all the reasons why I went into this, I love that they ended on the guy that wanted to be a politician. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, ain't that cute? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Well, doesn't Let's that make <laughs> a whole lot of sense in the environment that we live in right now? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was something that popped into my head before the fruit salad. Yeah, we will get, I, you, I mean, like we can jump, let's jump to the fruit salad. Okay. I mean, we can go back and forth in this. There's so much to go into. <laughs> There's just so much to unpack. The guy with the fruit salad. I ended up like really wanting to be like, oh, puppy, like everything's going to be okay once everything came out at the end. And like he had gone through this trauma essentially. But when he was just like, I asked God what he wanted, he called him God in that moment. He said I was making a fruit salad for God. Yes. Yeah. 
He did say that. And he was making these really elaborate fruit. He made the Last Supper out of fruit. Can we talk about how he carved the strawberries? Did you notice that? No. He did like, I don't even know how you would do this. You would need like a toenail clipper. He shaved strawberries. So he just got the skin of the strawberry. That's some Hannibal Lecter shit. And did like curls with it. I mean, the fact that I zeroed in on it makes me a serial killer too. <laughs> but it, it was crazy. It was like the most perfect little like, almost like a quarter inch slice of a strawberry. I've never seen anything like it. No, that's insane. It was beautiful. He really was. He was making a fruit salad for God. Yeah. It was an amazing And the guy fucking put it into a smoothie. A blender. <laughs> and he still kept on doing it. I, if the minute that I saw it in a blender, I'd be like, well, fuck you. <laughs> I know. I'm going to buy you a basket of strawberries <laughs> and you can go fuck yourself. Frozen. <laughs> Seriously. I'll get a Trader Joe's bag. Yeah. Um, Michelle's body. Which can we? Oh, God. But what's crazy about his body is that he's ripped, but he's like 80s ripped. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Like there's a <laughs> there's a way to be like ripped today. It's I think it's funny how you could look at like male shirtless bodies throughout the decades and mm-hmm. be like, I know where yours is, I know 70s, where yours is. 80s. And Michelle's body is 80s. It is like a tiny waist with ginormous pecs. The biggest pecs. Like <laughs> all so guys funny. in the 80s wanted were boobs. They wanted their own set of little titties. <laughs> and he completely the- did it. I don't like they said that he was just working out all the time and like dancing ballet. It's ballet. Oh my god! When we get to the fucking ballet presentations that they would do productions. So when we watch these, or when I watch these movies, I do uh, like an outline sort of thing. I have to say that seven points down, right after Michelle's body was so ripped but so eighties, I just wrote. So when does the gay sex start? <laughs> <gasps> You called it. <laughs> Within seven points of my outline, I was like, so when does the gay sex start? And see, the whole time I was watching, I was like, well, he's having, he's raping somebody. <laughs> but I couldn't, because to me, he seemed so soulless. Yeah. Like, they were talking about how magnetic and like. Oh, that's a good call. You know, like he had this pull about mm-hmm. him and this charisma about him and they couldn't, they couldn't go away from it because it was pulling them in. And I was looking at the guy. I was like, you know, he has dead eyes, right? <laughs> yeah. You see what we see, right? He's like dead behind the eyes. Dead. He does not care about you. When they say it, like some point they're like, oh, he went black behind the eyes. I was like, he's been black behind the eyes the, the whole, whole time. Movie. <laughs> um, but I will, do you know when my assessment of why gay sex came into my head? His ankle kick on the beach when he yep. wrote Namaste in the sand. I was like, that's a homosexual. Yes. I mean, and he is going to do something terrible to these to these other handsome gentlemen in this. Who who all they just they wanted love and unfortunately he took advantage of it. I want to talk about the knowing. Okay. Um, yep, I'm I'm almost up to the knowing. Can okay. I get, can I get three other things out real quick? Yes. Cults are fucking dorky. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, can we, real quick, can we visit the Andrew Keegan cult that was happening in Venice recently? I don't know about that. You didn't know about that? It's like it's called like the perfect circle. That's a band. Uh, (laughs) it's a perfect circle, actually. (laughs) There was I have one song by them on my like running mix. Keegan Colt. Yes, please. Full circle is what it's called. Um he basically had a group of people. You can find it online. You'll see plink plink. You'll see their like recruitment video basically that's just like we're just full of positivity and all this stuff. They went bankrupt, so it wasn't a successful cult. But Andrew Keegan of Ten Things I Hate About You and other 90s heartthrob 
things. I'm so burpy tonight. Um, <laughs> he had a cult briefly in Venice. The end. We will continue. But they are very dorky. <laughs> <laughs> so that was illuminating. Yes. They're still around. We People need- just need, they need a community and they need people to tell them that everything's okay. But unfortunately, there's so much ickiness that goes along with... We're probably minutes away from joining a cult ourselves. It's fine. We're kind of in a cult Um, with our friend group, but we just don't pay each other, so it's okay. um, The Wings hair clip. Yeah, what was that? That was just something that came up right before. It actually came up right before a fruit salad guy. But do you remember that? Like, yeah, little, the like, commercial. Like, that was just, like, I could see you using one of those. I, I, when I was watching, I was like, oh, that looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now the knowing. Tell me about the knowing. So uh, the knowing was both illuminating and frustrating to me because the video footage of them going to get the knowing afterwards everybody is losing their fucking minds they're crying they're convulsing they're floating on a high that i've never seen anybody float before and i just don't understand because you've seen other people float before yes so (laughs) you know (laughs) they just have they floated differently they floated differently that i've ever seen before Mm -hmm. they're like coming okay so one time my husband and i went to a float lab which i would like to try you go and you float and I will say Be more specific. Okay, so it's like um, it's one of those uh, chambers that you what is it called? Where you have no light or sound. Is it like a pod? I don't even know what they're actually. So called. you're put into like saline water. You're naked. You're by yourself, and it's completely dark, and you just float, and you have. I sound like I'm in a cult. For two hours. Well, it's sensory deprivation. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. You So you just float for two hours. And I will say that I had like weird fucking imagery go through my head. And I came out of it and I was like on cloud nine. Like, What did you see? Some of it was like dreamlike. I can't say any specifics because I can't remember. It's like you're in a dream. But then there will be times that you'll like hear things and be like, whoa. Did you fall asleep? A little bit for a second. Or I don't know how long it was because I like kind of shook awake and why don't you uh you you just stay afloat above the water yeah because it's saline so it's like the perfectly ph balance i do need to try this you should really i mean but the things that you heard were not it wasn't scary it wasn't weird i would say definitely try it i don't think it's necessarily something you have to do all the time but um it was cool so i kind of understand these people that like have this existential like highness well, the brain can do some crazy fucking shit. Oh, for sure. And I think that they were in a trance-like state initiated by a lot of, like, they wanted to believe. Mm-hmm. And the minute you want to believe in something, it's going to give, like, that thing so much more power. And they were also being hypnotized once a week. Right. That whole thing. So, like, he was, he had control over them. Yeah. I don't know how he did it, but he definitely was able to. That magnetic personality. Ugh. Um. About the knowing, mm-hmm. holding that shit out on people is fucked up. Especially the what a piece Amy, of garbage. the sister that had been there for six years, and he was like, you're not ready yet. Yeah. And that goes to show you as much, like, I mean, as terrible as all of this is that he did, wow, you went an extra step to say that not everyone could be part of the fake thing you were doing. Exactly. 
Which is a huge manipulation move. And, and makes and that's why you're good at what you do. Yeah, he knew... Garbage person. He knew that if he were to hold out... Maybe he thought that person was somebody that could potentially leave, and if he holds that out on them, they're going to stay until he's going to reveal the knowing to them. You know, like... And a lot of that shit, I think, plays out even in workplaces. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, you're not quite as good as Marjorie. But you know what? We'll do an evaluation in another six months, and we can talk. Yeah. Hopefully things will improve by then. If they don't, you know, you're you are a good person. Mm-hmm. You just might not be right here. Yeah, this might be where you stay. Marjorie's just in the corner eating donuts. Where's my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle's movie entrance with the rose. Oh my god, was everything. Every this guy's movies are like holy hell aside, which had its moments. His movies are awful. Oh, the, they're the worst. The worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Um, You're talking about the filmmaker, yes. right? <laughs> but when Michelle walked in with the rose and just kind of like walked towards the camera. <laughs> he's That was the moment that I was, not that I didn't think that he was self-involved before because he had all these people taking care of him. But the fact that he basically had a filmmaker by his side at all times to record his grand entrance <laughs> at all times while he looks <laughs> crazily at the camera. Like, this is a psychopath. <laughs> yes. No question in my mind. Yep. Um, and I have my first, if this happens, you're in a cult. You ready? Yes. If you're massaging someone who is not your partner for free, you're in a cult. You're in a cult, honey. <laughs> you are in a cult. How many masseurs does one man need, by the way? It seemed like everyone was massaging him. He had like three body men at, on him at all times, making adjustments. Yeah. And he had people putting on his shoes. <laughs> That's like... Part of the Bible where Jesus talks about like having his disciples wash his feet. That he was w- that doing would be a- the moment where you, me, Katie, Josh, Nick, like when the cult is formed, and I'm just like, guys, put my flip flops on. You'd be like, the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? Is this some kind of cult? You put my flip flops on, bitch. <laughs> that would be the problem with our cult. We would all want to be like the leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to be in a cult. We just want to be the cult leader, right? We flash forward to Austin, Texas, because yes. they had to fl- they had they to, had to flee Los Angeles because the people were closing in on them. And the Cult Awareness Network, I've actually done some research on before. They are legit. They are go, they? Yeah, the guy Rick Rick Ross, Rick Reed. <laughs> it's so weird that his name's Rick Ross. It's if Rick it Ross. is, I think he's it's the r- producer. Remember the yeah. producer? Um, remember? Remember? Um, he. I actually had a phone call with him years ago because I wanted to do a TV show about cult extractions. Oh. And he was like, he was really nice guy, and he was just like, listen, you don't want to get into this business. Like, you will not survive this, and TV is way too high profile for these things. He's like, the work that I do is like, I really go into families. Like, he sounds, he's a good guy. Or at least That's he great. was a few years ago. Um, and, uh. Rick yeah. Allen Ross. Yeah, Rick Ross. And um, yeah, that, I mean, it's amazing work to to do. And I actually think that there were a few shows in development for a while about extra- cult extractions. It's and just they, so dark and psychological that it's got to be hard. And I'm, as much as I know, exploitation of an OC housewife isn't right either. Right. Exploitation of someone who is actually suffering from a cult experience Unless we're talking about it on a podcast. Well, these people have already been removed and they're talking about it on their by their own free will. So it's not like they're already exploiting themselves. There you go. So Fair they're enough. getting their story out there. We can talk about it. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so they went to Austin, Texas, and he is still in a Speedo in Austin. I was like, I don't think Speedos fly in Austin, but Not nearly I don't as think much as they do in West Hollywood. Yeah. But. And he's just throwing shit into people's mouths. Yeah. What was that? I don't and know. And what were those things? And why were they so good at it? It looked like he was really far away. And they were just like catching it. Felt like mango. Mango pieces. I was thinking it was little berries. No. Oh. Like well, a little so rat. It's the fruit salad guy. The fruit salad guy showed up and he was like, look what I made. He's like, ha, ha, ha. he's just throwing it to everybody. That's a dolly. What are you doing? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I spent six hours on that. That is starry night. Do you know how hard it is to shave a kiwi? Um, so oh, I have my second urinal cult. Yes, please. <laughs> when you're practicing in costume, how to lie to the FBI. You're, You're in, in a, a cult. cult. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like some, like a bad Groundlings improv session. Oh, for sure. They were in these like garbage <laughs> wigs, which we can speak to a garbage wig. Mine is itching so much. My ears are like on fire. <laughs> They're in garbage wigs, wearing garbage suits and like doing bads. I'm going to call it a skit, which I never do. Because usually it's a sketch. If you call it a sh- skit, I'll punch you. I didn't know that. Is that like, I mean, it sounds right. Why, why is there, I mean, it seems like what they were doing was a skit. I hear that. Yes. But like. A sketch, I feel like is a polished, produced thing that you put on stage, a comedy scene that you put on stage. Mm-hmm. A skit is, you is something to like talk about sexual harassment in the work fit Got place. It. You know? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And they were doing skits. Yeah, they were doing skits. For sure. And it was. It was just like... I wish we had seen... Like, man, you had so much footage. Can I just see that raw? Just shut up for a second and let me watch those scenes. I want to see, like, what you're saying inside of it. Like, Like, what is happening? Someone's pretending to be an FBI agent. That's where you... That's what I want to And you're rehearsing your answers. Yeah. Um, I had something that I was going to talk about, and it just escaped me. So we'll move on. Well, why don't I throw in... um, So the one time the ballet was performed was by the cult and shown to the cult. To the cult. Once... (laughs) And they made sets. <laughs> they made costumes. They choreographed an entire ballet. I have to imagine they made music. <laughs> and they did it for each other. And then I, the next thing I wrote was, oh, Jesus, she's in drag. <laughs> oh, she's in drag a couple times. And then I, this is when I was having like a meltdown moment because then I wrote, la femme fatale. <laughs> It was so oh, much in a row. Was... It was the ballet for one audience, then she was in drag, and then all of a sudden it was La Femme Fatale, and I was like, I need to pause. I need to take a break. One thing that I have to, this is what I was thinking before that I want to point out, is all these people had jobs while this was happening for years. They were all working right. at their own jobs. One of the women, I think, said she gave 30 or maybe 40 hours a week to the cult while she was working. Yeah, full time. It's hard enough for me to find four hours for us to release, to record this. Yeah. And I'm not working. No. <laughs> and also, it, it begs the question of like, say I'm in the cult and you're my coworker. Okay. And we work at a coffee shop. Hey, Diane. Hey, Bruce. How was your night last night? Oh, it was great. We rehearsed the ballet. Oh, you're in a ballet? I would love to go see it. Oh, you can't. Oh, uh, why not? It's just for my friends. So you're in a ballet for mm-hmm. your... F- uh, it's just like... So it must we, not be like on a stage or... No, we have a... We, have a, we built a theater. You, we built a whole theater out you, of like stone. You built a theater and I... 
There's some stained glass in it too. But but why can't I? I mean, I, would, I have some friends. They love to like. They love ballet. My girlfriend loves ballet. Do you feel like you're deeply alone and empty inside? Uh, what? Do what you about feel like you're you're looking for something bigger than yourself? I uh, just wanted to see the ballet. Actually, you're not feeling those things. You can't come. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the ballet is just for me and my friends. <laughs> and Michelle. Oh, who's Michelle? She sounds great. It's a man. Oh, so he's, he so he doesn't wear women's clothes then? Sometimes he does. Okay, I'm confused. I gotta go. <laughs> so we have a customer. I gotta go. <laughs> but La Femme Fatale. Please do discuss. La Femme Fatale was awesome and amazing and epic in every way. But then that bitch got hit by a truck and it turned into the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> The and the, I thought the dog was going to get hit. And then I like, cause he hates dogs. But that's the, true. I, and like once I knew the dog was safe, I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I almost had a standing ovation on the couch. <laughs> they ran with, her over. With the shoes flying that way, the dog yeah. goes and sniffs them. Cause she was a slut. Yeah. He I hated, want, it's so interesting. Is that raw anywhere? Is there like a raw La Femme Fatale? I'm sure we could find it. Oh, we'll put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> that's gonna be another t-shirt. We'll put it on the Facebook page. Um, okay, so I have my last. You're in a cult. Yeah. Wait for the car. That was a motorcycle. If someone asks you to do plastic surgery before they do it, so they know how it looks, you're, you're in, in a, a cult. cult, or you're a Kardashian. True, because you know Chris gets all the plastic surgery first. Yeah, she does. She's like, I'm going to show you guys. Ah, bah. Could she also be the one that's like, Kim, go Chloe, get this. not Kim. She's not fucking with Kim's face. That's true. It's Chloe. She's like, Chloe, go try this. You know what I think is Courtney. You think Courtney? I think Courtney is probably so out of it. She seems dialed out. She's like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to take the paycheck, but I'm not going to do anything else for you guys. Chloe's the one that's still trying every pill. She's, and she's trying to get the love of her family that thinks that she may be an illegitimate child. So that's the one you go to when you want the plastic surgery yeah. tried out. And just like, Chloe, you want to look like me, right? Not like OJ Simpson. Oh, that's hateful. Try this plastic surgery. I respect Chloe for what she's done. Sounds but. like you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to the part where it all fucking falls apart. Yes. Do you have more points? Uh, let me. Can I touch on three more quick things? Yes. It's always three more things for me. You're not. You're not I leaning know. to your mind. I know. I know. I know. Um, the movie about the apocalypse. Mm. I do want to talk about this guy because he wasn't. There wasn't a light shown on on him that we much. We haven't talked about Michelle actually even that much, which is probably why he's such a good cult leader. Like we're just kind of like dancing around him. We're talking, we're about, talking about his else. members more. Well, I'm talking about the actor that was in oh, the oh, apoc- oh. apocalyptic movie that was like. This is all an act. The one that had the mask on, yeah. Yeah. Who was... They all, by the way, have aged amazingly. Yeah, they really have. You're right. When, whenever they would be like, oh, 22 years later, I'm like, how long have these fucking people in this, been That's in this cult? That's a great call. Because yeah. they all look like people that we would be friends with. The one that cries at the end, the one that loses it, he's held up very well. Oh, he has like a couple of gray pieces in his beard, but aside from that, like my husband has gray pieces in his beard. Shade. So do I, by the way. Don't look at it. How dare you? It's just blonde. You <laughs> looked places. right at it. Oh, it's girl. not blonde, it's ginger. Girl, when a guy and gets gray, he is Elected rugged president. and handsome. When a girl gets gray, she's thrown so, so, into the gutter. So what did you want to say about him? The guy with the gas mask. 
It was interesting. Just that he aged well? No, but it was also interesting to see how he came out of it Mm -hmm. as opposed to everybody else. Like, everybody else had to be convinced that these guys were sexually abused. He kind of had the veil lifted in a weird, like, existential, like, Kaiser Sose moment Mm -hmm. of, like, oh, you're not what you are presenting yourself to be. But You're so just did, acting. I think, didn't the filmmaker as well kind of admit that? That he was like, he sent an email. When the guy sent the email that was like, I'm getting abused or whatever, he responded and was like, You're an asshole and like, and defended him. No, it wasn't the filmmaker that did that. It was the graybeard guy. That was the graybeard guy. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Who had also been being, who had also been abused right. by the, by Michelle. Right. And that power is unbelievable. It's incredible. To not only do that to someone, but convince them that it's, not happening and defend them yes. too. Like it's like a three step. Maybe it's not, maybe the second step is not it. That like, it's not necessarily telling them that it's not happening, but telling them that like, just tell anyone that tells you it's a problem to fuck off. Yeah. Cause it's not a problem. Right. Um, and also that guy, I can't remember his name, but he was saying like after the first time Michelle had essentially raped him, which is, Something that we talk about. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Um, He talked about hating him so much, but also not being able to leave. And it's incredible to just see that somebody has the power over you that you hate them. He used the word hate multiple times. He hated him, but he couldn't leave him. Yep. Which I guess is an abusive relationship in general. Yeah. If you think about it. Absolutely. If you break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Um. One of my favorite quotes that popped out of the movie came out around this place where we're still at, um, actually, um, when he came out in the Indian garb and oh the long my black leg. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but somebody at this point came in and he was, or I think it actually might have been one of the women, said that he was an out-of-work actor who stumbled upon the role of a lifetime. Yeah. And that was one of the best uh, summations of who Michelle slash... Andreas. Andreas was he and going back to like when they show the Rosemary's Baby's footage mm-hmm. and the other stuff that we'll talk about. Um, I mean, we're, we're there. Do we yeah, want to get into it? Let's talk about the <laughs> crazy fucking porn that he was in. Actually, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. There's other stuff. I forgot I had one more urine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, we have to touch on this. When someone asks you what kind of thing you're into and then says, no, no, like with guys, you're, you're in, in a, a gay g- cult. <laughs> just because there are women there does not mean you are not in a gay cult. Let's just make no, that clear. No, 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 no. Like about guys. Well, oh, well I guess I I'm in a gay cult. Huh. Um, oh, now you're having sex with me. Definitely in a gay cult. And then this all is just stream of consciousness as it leads to um, an all caps finale that will build to what we're... <laughs> I wrote, who are you resisting? I'm resisting you. I don't want to have sex with you. Ugh. When he said that. Poor guy. OMG, the bottle of water into his mouth and then the look. Oh my God. Why does he walk differently in a Speedo? He does. He walks like... The, um, you know that chicken that's in Looney Tunes? Foghorn Leghorn? Yes. I am so uncomfortable. Did their breakdowns feel forced? We'll get back mm, to that. Interesting. The scenes of black, I couldn't understand what he was saying. Why didn't he subtitle? True. All these queens who did not see this coming, dot, dot, dot. 
Tell people she had cancer. What? Dot, oh dot, my dot. God. No one is fucking kidding. You look at what's happening at all the times around you. OMG. OMFG. The porn shots. <laughs> that was the escalation. Like it was a five minute scene of me just being like. No, 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 was the shot, the shot of him like floating in the air, we, it, <laughs> was so aggressive. So, I've I've never seen porn like that. It was so aggressive. But I want to talk about when he is behind a dude, <laughs> and he's going at it, and he is like, "There's no expression on his face, like ever." We want to talk about dead eyes. He's just like, not even reading a newspaper, just like. Fucking this guy so hard. Just like there's there's no expression. No, no I'm, I'm sorry. Nothing's happening. And he's just like. It was intense. It was intense. I couldn't. I was just like. Whoa. But also. And they really drop it in so quickly. You have no moment. To- like, oh, yeah. Also, he was a porn actor. <laughs> and just because you black out his dick doesn't make it any less. No. Crazy. But the But the shot. It was him. Doing, I'm trying to remember now because it freaked me out. But he was like in a plank. <laughs> he was in a plank, I think, with his penis in another guy's mouth. Yeah. And he was like jackhammering that guy's face. Yeah, that was it. And that was crazy. God, I hope my parents find this podcast. Oh. <laughs> That's why I said last week, don't watch this movie with your parents. Yes. Um, mom, but Dad, what's funny about this movie, so this is what's weird. My mom actually emailed me about this documentary and said, I saw like a write-up about this and I thought you would be interested. Interesting. And that is... And well, it's I, not like the write-up's going to be like, and also... <laughs> Spoiler alert, he jackhammered someone in the mouth <laughs> with his penis. Um, these eyes are the first thing that has taken my eyes off the election. Oh, his dead, <laughs> creepy, plastic surgery eyes? Yeah, I agree. Like, I watched it when we were texting. You were like, I don't know. It might be too heavy. I was just like, no, actually, it was... Go with it. It was a fine distraction. Not to say that, like, I watch other people suffering, because ultimately, they were not suffering for the vast majority of it. No. But it's so intriguing and, like, a, a, a side of life that I hope that I'll never experience directly. I hope you say hope. You're not going to be in a cult. My kids might be. That's true. I thought you meant just for you. I'm not gonna be a cult. I don't like to be touched. Um. So, <laughs> I want to know about the second round of the knowing. She she was very aloof when she was she was just like he wasn't connected. And did the people that were getting the knowing they knew about the sexual assault yes. and the gay porn? That was him trying to keep them there. So I didn't write this one down, but if the cult leader who's teaching you about how to see God has sexually assaulted people and been in gay porn, you're You're in in a a gay cult cult and you are a fucking idiot. (laughs) Yeah. Like at this point, I'm trying to feel for them. And this is where I know I'm going to go too far. But like, holy shit. I have a heart, especially because... They had friends that realized how horrific the sexual abuse was and they left the cult. And these are people that had been their friends for 20 years yeah. and they were still in it because he said that he was going to show them the face of God. Right. And it's like, okay, let's break this down, Amy. You've been around these people for 20 years. You find out that he's been raping your brother and several of your best friends. And also... 
you have other friends that realize how fucking batshit crazy it is and they're leaving. But this person who is so evil that he's going to bestow that kind of abuse onto people that you love says he's going to show you the face of God. So you stay. What are you doing? Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And we can never know what that must feel like. Absolutely. But man, it's hard not to say. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Oh, this was a this was an interesting, interesting film. Um It was interesting to see what was finally the straw that broke the can- Amy's back mm-hmm. was Michelle took her on a little walk after showing her the knowing, which was very um anticlimactic for her. And he took her by the hand and said that there are people trying to destroy your master. Will you find someone to take them out for me? And that was her friend, Shira? Yes, Shira. It's like she was like, thank God for Shira. And somebody else. No, that was Sonia that saved the bearded guy's life. It was too... Oh, the guy that had written the letter was one that he wanted to have taken out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the the woman that had kind of the shortish, shortish hair that kind of like was combed back mm-hmm. from her face. Yep. She was the other one that he wanted to have taken out. That's right. And so finally Amy was like, oh, you crazy. Yep. I'm leaving this cult. Right. Yeah. It takes a lot. It, it takes, does. Like, um, yeah. I mean, and they when they break in here, like, well, that's what keeps you in, gr- in a group think. The yeah, better you feel, the, the more you get committed. You will do anything to defend that truth. And that is a lot of... What we're experiencing right now is absolutely, and, and it hit me is like the more someone comes at something that you have in, like built so much of your belief system on, the more you're going to defend it. Um, and it's a terrifying psychological condition. And when it's you, also like the like it's the reason the Challenger exploded. It's like, the reason the Holocaust happened. So like, <sighs> history tells us that this is a very dangerous mindset for your for your world to be in. For your country to be in, and we're there. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Um, Especially when he says you've got a cult in your town, I guarantee it. That was chilling. I don't know, man. It, it's it's creepy, and the group mindset, while I think community is important, there's a fine line between having a community and being controlled by something. The very last thing I wrote, <laughs> I don't know what this means anymore. <laughs> oh, no, I do. Oh, wait, <laughs> This is terrible. It's a terrible way to end this after we've just been like kind of empathetic to like their cause. I just wrote self fucking indulgent losers. (laughs) Cause the music video, the music video, I was was like like a 90s masturbatorial. And I was like everything that you had just done to show me your experience. Why are they all crying? And also, I don't know if you noticed that his short, he titled it Do You Realize, which I think he originally was hoping for the music that Do You Realize, and it's set to Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. It's not even the right song. Girl. And also, okay, to wrap it up completely... You but made this in- they're not self-indulgent fucking losers. I was in the. They're not. I was they're in a not. mood. I was in a mood. They went through a lot. They were already very um, serious. It wasn't self-indulgent. They were very serious about life. They're not like you and I who like look at things and look at ways to laugh at them. They're very serious, and that's something that I've become more sensitive to because yep. it's not everybody's just like, <laughs> what an idiot, right? Right. 
Um, so they that's take okay. things, they're very earnest. Yes, they're yes. very earnest. And that's a skill. Like, that's a nice thing. Not a skill. <laughs> it's not a skill. <laughs> it's, a ni- it's, it's a nice... It gets you into a, nice, a cult. It does. It's um, like early admission to a cult. Yeah. <laughs> so they're very earnest. My biggest complaint of the whole thing, aside from it being 20 minutes too long, is that he finds Michelle on a Hawaiian beach at the end. Oh, the ending. And he says... Have you been a good boy? And Michelle says, no. And I'm like, that's it? <laughs> Michelle obviously has a new cult in Hawaii, and you're just like, have you been a good boy? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I'm going to greet you from now on. Have, have you, you been, been a, a good, good girl? Boy? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, that was... um. That was that. That, that was, was that. holy hell. And holy hell, don't join a cult. If you feel like you're going to join a cult, then why don't you email us? Yeah. Wigsandweiss at gmail.com. That's actually, uh, we meant to mention that in the last podcast that we actually do want to, in the next episode, we want to start hearing from you guys. Yeah. We've been talking a lot. We've a been lot. Out, and we can our, keep going. This is our fifth episode. We know we had a bonus in there. So this is our fourth episode, not including the bonus. Uh. I burp on the episode sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Tell us, tell us what you want. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us any questions you have in life. We have, yeah. we have no bounds to give you Troll advice. Troll us, because you know we're going to come right back. Troll the fuck out of us, and we will be like, oh, really, girl? I actually kind of would be fun if people trolled us as, like, for fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, tell oh, us. Oh, they like, can troll us for real, though, too. Oh, and yeah. I would well, be. Well, yeah, definitely that. That could happen without us asking. But, like, if you heard me, like, say someone's name wrong or. Right. Like, come at me. Yeah, come at me, bro. And I'll, like. Come at me, bro. There's a difference between, like, real trolls and, like, fake trolls. And we'll know the difference. Oh, for sure. And if you're a fake troll, we'll have fun. We won't well, be Well, the fresh. fake trolls but will be But if you're a real troll, husbands. Lindsay's going to come for you, like, really hard. Oh, don't worry, girl. <laughs> I'll wake up at 6 and I will attack you, Lindsay, motherfucker. Lindsay's woke. You know, you do not want to come for this one <laughs> right now. All right. So we're going to wrap it up by flipping our wigs as usual. Let's do this. first poly girl i forgot what i was gonna flip okay oh i know i know i know i know know, okay okay. we're releasing this on friday the 19th 19th 18th 18th. friday the 18th which is the day that miranda lambert is releasing her double album the weight of these wings and i am just so freaking excited and no we're not recording this on friday itself but I have heard the first two singles, Vice and Highway Vagabond. And Are you feeling them? I am feeling them with such an intensity, it's making me uncomfortable. All right. And uh, I cannot believe I have me. I actually really wanted to just take the album when it comes out and go sit on like a beach and just take it all in. My sister's going to be visiting when it comes out, so I think I'd probably be a little self-indulgent. But I actually could put it off for a couple days. And listen to it when she's yeah. gone. Just take your time. It's not and like really... anyone's going to spoil the Miranda Lambert album. No, I'm for certainly me. not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Every time she comes it. up, you are really shady, and I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm to it. I don't need you to listen to it anymore. Oh, second well. fight. <laughs> and the first one was about Miranda Lambert. <laughs> she's a sensitive subject. I'm a stan. I'm very excited. Girl, bring me all the truth. Girl, I'll listen to it. We talked about. It. I got Stay excited. Out of my business. Whatever. 
All right. So my flip in my wig, um, I'm going to get on an earnest note, mm. like we had done, talked about before, how people are sometimes earnest. And I'm working on being a more earnest individual because I, you can't always be cynical. You can't always like cut people when they're like, I don't know, just, I feel like I'm always just like, oh, really? You know, kind of not a bitch, but you just put like, up your porcupine quotes. Yeah. So, You've um, been poked before. As I spoke about last week, my parents are conservative, and this election has been very hard I, on our relationship. I think, from mostly my standpoint, I think from their standpoint, they're just like, "Well, she's Lindsay, and we're always going to love her no matter what," and that goes without saying. But a couple of days ago, I wanted to usually I talk to them once a week, and I hadn't talked to them for a little while. Just I haven't talked to anybody, you know, just like trying to figure out where my place is in this world now, now that I see where my country's going. So I texted both my mom and my dad and I just said, you know, I know we don't see eye to eye all the time, um, but I appreciate the woman that you've raised me to be and know that I would not be me without you. And my mom wrote back and she was just like, where's this coming from? Are you okay? Is everything fine? I was just like, everything's okay. I'm bummed about the election. I'm worried about what the future holds for my minority friends, basically. And she said, you have you have your family and you found a family that does not have the same blood that courses through your veins. And I'm so proud of you for caring about people that aren't like you. And my dad wrote back and just said, I know we don't see eye to eye. I remember a different Clinton Aaron than you do, but I respect what you feel. And I'm always going to be here for you. So I just want to say that even though we don't always agree, we respect and love each other. And I'm very thankful for my parents to know that, like, I am going through a battle. And even if they don't fight it necessarily right along with me, I know they have my back. And that's really nice and important. And we're from different generations. And I respect and understand that because they respect and understand me, too. And that's nice. That's only not nice. It is beautiful. And I think it's uh, incredible that you, it's, it takes a lot to even just put that out to our parents. Our parents are, I think, they're monoliths. They're not, like, right. they're sometimes not human. And when we talk to them like human beings, we get so much back. Absolutely. You and, get what you don't expect. Yeah. And not only do your parents see the woman that you are, but I see the woman that you are. And I am well, so proud of you. And I know that... Uh, we face very uncertain times ahead, but I know that like I, in these dark times, I look at all the people that I have around me and I just count my blessings more than I count anything else because Same. what else, what else? And I'm actually, I'm not even going to say what else can we do because that's what we do. That's what we do. Because we count our blessings. And I love you. I'm proud of you. You're always an example of a human being that I strive to be. And I'm so happy you're my friend. I'm so happy you're my friend. And we're so happy that you listened today and we did not expect to go this way. This is not in the script. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And we hope you continue to. And uh, let's be the light we hope to see in this world. Bye, Wade.